Welcome back to Cece's Thoughts of the Day. Today I'm going to talk to you about the history of my family, told by my cousin Jerry Notaro, son of my uncle Sebastian Notaro. His version of the story of my great-great-grandfather staying in the U.S. while the rest of his family returned to Sicily. He claims that my great-great-grandparents went back alone. My great-great-grandmother died in the ship back to, to Sicily, but then Italy declared that all male citizens needed to return to fight for Italy or lose their Italian citizenship. He says Sebastiano, my father, Sebastian's grandfather, went on the boat with his brothers to return and this return and fight, but they threw him off the boat because he was the oldest and already had a wife and child to support. I doubt this drama version, especially since the only war Italy fought in around then began in 1911 with Turkey, and by then my grandfather, great-grandfather was 37, married for 11 years, and had a bunch of little notaros running around. He was also running his very own successful produce store, and I doubt if his Italian citizen meant that much to him. More like story... More like story in one of my father's first cousin's relays. My great-grandfather got so seasick on the trip here that when they, when they did their initial sightseeing of Niagara Falls, he was still sick. He never wanted to go get onto another boat in his life, so when his parents decided to return to Sicily with his family, he stayed. By then, he had cousins, uncles, and aunts here for support. Also during the evening, my dad brought out a history of the Nortower name and blazon of arms he had researched in Dallas. The Italian name is an occupational is occupational in origin, being one of those names based on the type of work a man once did or the professional profession he pursued. In this instance, the name is derived from the Italian word notaro, which literally means so notary. Thus, the original bearer of the name was a solicitor by profession. During the Middle Ages, before a system of hereditary surnames, as we know today, had come into being, it was known common practice for people to be known by their profession. Through time, the name of the profession became the family name. There are several variants of the name, which include Notari, Nodari, or Not. Nadi, as well as the compound forms of Notara Chile, Notara Angelo, Notar Batalo, Notara Stefani, and Notar Pietro. The name is found mainly in the south of Italy in the form of form Notaro and is scarce in the north where it is found in the form of Natari. During the Middle Ages, the name Notaro was used to describe the person who wrote, either publicly or privately, for the magistrate, the chancellor, the judge, and the police. The name appears in France in form of notari. Early Italian settlers brought the name to the United States, where the name now appears in the form Nodar. A notable... Uh, an, a notable barrier of the name was Raphael Notari, an Italian monk and writer of Latin Italian prose and poetry in the 19th century. 
Upon becoming a monk, he dedicated his life to the teaching of the College of St. Louis. Blazon of arms, Bendy, an eight sable, an argent, a chief azure, charged with three stars of six points. Translation, a bend is significant of defense and protection. A star denotes honor and achievement in the service of the state. Crest, a star in, as in the arms, origin, Italian, it, Italy. The Notara family, also known by the name Notaris, was re- reckoned to belong this nobility of Enola in Terra di Bari. Soranzo Notaro, major in the army of the European, Charles V, was reputed of his gallantry in all military actions. The Notaro family distinguished itself by the possession of feuds. Its members were received by justice into the Holy Military Order of St. John of Jerusalem. A line of this family flourished at Diwali in the province of Cantazaro. Nana told me how horrible it was when Grandpa's mother died on ship, had to be thrown overboard to the awaiting sharks that already smelled death on board. As far as Gram- Grandpa Alessi, she once told me she- Grandma Lassie, she once told me she spent 40 days and 40 nights on a board ship coming to America. She was 17 and pregnant with Uncle Jim Mercada. The sea thickness was so bad that she never lifted her head for the whole trip. One day she was starving and only had one penny left for food, so she made her way upstairs to where the rich people were and bought a boiled egg off a man. When she went to eat it, she discovered that it was not cooked but was a raw egg. She was so hungry that she just drank the raw egg. Thus start, started her and Nana's daily habit of drinking a raw egg every morning. She said this was just one of the many th- ways these poor people were exploited in their quest to come to America. Many times people would save and starve for years to raise the ticket money, only to have the sponsors steal it and not buy tickets from them. I know Nana told me many times that the man would come to America first and then send for their family years later. But when the woman got there, here there was no one to meet them, and with them no speaking English. Many families were separated at Ellis Island and never reunited. Most of the husbands had remarried and started new families in America, and it was never known that they had others arriving. Uncle Joe Notaro, Grandpa Philip Notaro's brother, told me that his father, Sebastiano, came to America in 1892 at the age of 16. He immigrated from Montegemaro, Sicily, with his friend whom, whose name was Merlino. Mr. Merlino would later become the owner of Merlino Cheese Company, which was located on Swan Street in Buffalo, New York. After Sebastiano landed on Ellis Island in New York City, he traveled to Piston, Pennsylvania. There he obtained a foundry job at the Bethlehem Steel Plant. He didn't stay there very long because the work was too hot and difficult from him, for him. He traveled to Buffalo, New York and settled on Dante Place, which was referred, referred to as the Hooks. The Hooks was located at the foot of C- Commercial Street and the riverfront where all the cargo ships would dock. Sebastiano Notaro was a natural bone businessman and a real entrepreneur of the day, also known as Honest Tom. 
He, settled, he started selling his sandwiches to the seamen and dock workers. He sold the sandwiches for a nickel each. They consisted of a loaf of Italian bread cut in half length, lengthwise and were stuffed with cold cuts and cheese. Due to the elongated shape of the bread and sailors' association with submarine shops, the sandwiches were first known first to be known as submarines. Sebastiano was 24 years old when he asked Leopoldo and Bellaniza Chapa for their 17-year-old daughter's hand. Anna Chapa was still living in Montemagaro, Sicily. I never found out why she separated from the rest of her family. The marriage was arranged and the marriage was arranged and he set for her to become his future bride. When Anna arrived in Buffalo, New York. The couple were married at St. Anthony's of Padua Roman Catholic Church, 160 Court Street, <coughs> on November 18th. Grandma always told me that Sebastiano Notaro and his wife Anna Chopper were uncle and niece, but I can't figure out how they were related. Sebastiano's parents, Philip Notaro and his wife Anna Card- Card- Cardinal, owned a hotel in Montemagaro, Sicily. They came to Buffalo for a while, but returned to Sicily because they did not did not like it here. On on the voyage home, Anna, Anna Cardinale died on board a ship and was buried at sea. Their two sons, Salvatore and P- Pedro, return trip, were waiting for their parents to return. They were devastated when they learned that their mother had died in the return trip home. The Notaro family resided in Montemagaro, which is located in the largest city of Palermo, Sicily. They were prominent in the community and had a road named after them. It was called Pasa di Notaro, in their honor. My great-grandfather, Philip Notaro, was one of 12 brothers. Philip married Anna Cardinal, and they had three sons together. Their names were Sebastiano, Salvatore, and Pedro. Jerry, since Sebastiano was the only one of the Notaro brothers to come to America, Ricky thinks that Salvatore and Pedro must have many descendants in Italy. Maybe you might be able to get in touch with some of the relatives. From the town where our great-grandparents came from, in the family church, Montemagaro Bellistio, the Church of Crucifix, consecrated to the Holy Crucifix. It was built in 1676 for a will of Princess Lucrezia Miglico. The building was built so that it could include the ancient chapel that previously preserved the crucifix. In there, in it, there is still perfectly visible precious paintings that decorate the vault, and they were made by Filippino Randazzo and Francisco Ferrin. Igno. Very interesting from the ar- an architectural point of view. In the old wood crucifix, eventually found in ni- 1625 together with a canvas of best workmanship that represents Madon- Madonna. The crucifix is celebrated every year for 13 to fif- from 13 to 15 September with processions which go through the village. The bell tower, destro- destroyed by lightning, has been Restored thanks to the contribution of some well-to-do families of the village. The Notaro name in the towns of Sicily, towns where the surname occurs 43 out of 390. Um, 
I thought I'd read this today because people were asking about the crust and stuff. And we do have a Notaro crust and it came from Italy. Um, it actually looks like it has um, re- a cross on it. And it's got um, an eagle or bird on top with a coat of arms. Um, and I thought I'd write this, read about this today because everybody's been asking me. And everybody seems to like the family stuff um, that I read about. So that was my thought for today. Thank you for listening to CC's Thoughts of the Day. You can listen to me on Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Breaker, Radio Public. Have a great day. Bye!